Hi. Welcome to The Dana Show, where I sit and talk about things that I think about, and apparently people like to watch me do that. Um, so I've, uh, I've got a new microphone this week, so that'll be great. Hopefully you can listen to me talk about things that I think about, and you can enjoy how I sound also now, too. Um, that's fun. So, I don't know where to really begin. I, um, where can we, where can we go? Um, I like to start by thanking anybody that's watching. Um, it's appreciated. I hope you find some value in what we're putting together here. Um, if you don't, that's okay too. You can find something better. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's nice to, um, kind of talk about just the, the things that run through my mind on the day to day. Um, it helps me kind of put together, um, a solid model of the things that I think about from time to time. Um, if, if you were to think about, um, one thing that, uh, impacts your day-to-day -day life, what do you think would be um, the most influential part of your everyday? Um, do you think it's uh, your personality? Uh, do you think it's your perception of events externally? Is it your perception of yourself internally? Um, if you... Let's see, is it your uh, physical abilities? Is it uh, your cognitive ability? Is it your ability to reason and think and problem solve? Um, is it your ability to artistically imagine? Um, there's a lot of different things I think you could go down. Your, your ability to bureaucrat. Um, your ability to be social, your, your human interactive ability, um, your ability to navigate uh, stressful situations, your, well, I mean, that, I, I think I'm just na naming off uh, different, uh, different skills or uh, general human ability, human power, uh, things that maybe something innate or something that you've developed over time. Um, but the, the, those basic traits, what do you think might be the most important in your ability to navigate your day-to-day -day life? I think about that sometimes. Um, it's difficult, you know. I think we're inherently uh, in a structure that was designed by... Uh, Darwinian evolution, survival of the fittest, uh, exploiting niches and evolving to take advantage of unutilized resources, um, the day-to-day -day life that we navigate through, you've got uh, so many things against you as 
a person that we're told that we should be and that are supposed to have been held in the highest regard. It almost seems like you're sabotaging everybody by feeding them this this paradox or hypocrisy. You've got uh, the perspective that sometimes uh, it's okay to exploit and take advantage of people depending on uh, the perspective you present it in. Uh, other times you're congratulated for being the better person and taking one for the team. Uh, other times you're, uh, you're given a pat on the back for being aggressive and showing your anger and using that to fight through a situation and other times you're rewarded for um, being more understanding and kind and going with the flow and taking account everybody's feelings and being more empathetic. So let's look at how that works in our everyday lives. Um, we've got say you wake up in the morning uh, and so far things are kind of fresh I'm like you might be a little groggy may not be super excited to start the day you don't have a lot of great things in store for you with work and maybe difficult people um, so you try to motivate yourself to do the right things uh, maybe you exercise uh, Maybe you get up and go for a walk. Maybe you have stretching or yoga that you like to do. Uh, maybe you just like to meditate. Maybe you don't do any of that because you hit the alarm like seven times and you have to be at work in 20 minutes and you need to just throw clothes on and get in the car. So everybody's day starts out different. Um, it would be really nice to be able to start the day with the idea that you're excited to go out and do what you're going to do. Um, and you think about how you're going to navigate your day, who the people are that you're going to see. Uh, and then once you leave your house or once you first step out of your room or sometimes even when you first open your eyes. Uh, yeah, I'm tired, sorry. Um... Sometimes you initially have to interact with people right off the bat. Um, if you're somebody who's more extroverted, uh, somebody who uh, is uh, a more social person, that might be great. You wake up and somebody's right there. You've got your company. You've got your fuel for the day. And they help you get up and get moving and you have a good start. Um, sometimes people more introverted might wake up and see a person as, oh, I don't have energy for that yet. I need coffee. And they might try to sneak downstairs and make some coffee before anybody gets up. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's different starts to the day, different people. I mean, you've got your extroverted person that might get their energy from social situations and they need to be on the go and they need to be out there 
be in the center of attention. Um, you've got your more introverted people that can do that, but then they need to recharge. Uh, especially like if you've been at work all day and you're an introvert and you need time. I mean, sometimes you need an hour or two to be by yourself and sometimes you just can't have that. Um, so it makes it difficult, I think, for people in different situations. Maybe you have a more extroverted person in the middle of COVID where they can't go out and see their friends. That might cause some real mental anguish. That might cause some serious mood instability. Um, more introverted person might really enjoy it. Um, so after you go through and you start your day and you go out into the world and you've got your different jobs. I mean, what is your job? Do you get to work remotely from home? Do Are you an architect or uh, a lawyer that just gets to research Kate's files or a scientist? Um, or even a programmer, somebody who can just sit at their desk and listen to their headphones and do their job. And maybe somebody extroverted, somebody that... Uh, is out there in government or a big business CEO or a salesman. I mean, there's a lot out there. You might start your day and throw yourself into a big pile of people where you've got to do a big presentation. And maybe you're excited about that. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're dreading it. Who knows? Um, we all have those people in our lives. Sometimes we work with people that make it difficult for us to concentrate or difficult for us to accomplish our jobs because we're bottlenecked through them. Um, sometimes you can have a hard time dealing with a coworker because uh, maybe you just have personalities that don't go well together. Um, maybe they're quiet and they just want to do their job and maybe the other person is loud and complains a lot and just likes to slam things around and be a big child. Who knows? Um, each different experience, uh, I mean, the, my example went on longer than I thought, but each different part of that day, uh, how, do, how do your skill sets match up with the environment that you're in? And the environment that you're in, um, how does that match up with your core beliefs? It's one of the interesting things. Um, I think we're all taught as a child that you should, I mean, the various interpretations of the golden rule, um, treat everyone else the way you would want to be treated. Or, I actually kind of don't like that. Um, it can work. How about treat everyone the way they want to be treated? I mean, think about uh, the way you want to be treated. Maybe that doesn't work for them. Maybe if you treated everyone the way you wanted to be treated, you'd have a lot of really miserable people. I mean, what about finding out uh, what other people want? Maybe treat them the way they want to be treated. Anyway. Um, yeah, we're taught as kids to share. And we're taught to 
always help out the person in need and we're taught to think about other people's feelings uh, we're taught to be generous we're taught to be kind um, that doesn't last very long there's a big contradiction with that we're we're taught to do these things overtly like it's really said to us to do these things but what we're taught by life is a lot different the society and the culture that we live in is really it teaches you to do a lot of things on a really manipulative level um, capitalism uh, politics sales um, entertainment it doesn't teach you to be generous it teaches you to manipulate and take advantage of people um, there's not really a way around that um, our society is founded on survival of the fittest and we need to take advantage of each different situation as it presents itself and if you can exploit a situation that somebody hasn't thought of and people find value in that you can exploit those people to the extreme um, great example of that's the pharmaceutical industry uh, the basic tenets of supply and demand um, somebody's money is going to come flying at you if there's scarcity we're taught to get what we want in as not in in the most covert ways possible um, if you were to look at the sales is a great example um, you have a product you need to create demand for that product and you need to bring in as much revenue as possible for as long as possible and you need to exploit people and what they want do you want this product it's going to make your life easier um, don't you want to have more free time don't you want to make your wife or husband happy uh, don't you want to have the happiest kids on the block don't you want to have more time for vacations don't you want to have this prestige symbol don't you want to have the best thing creating these emotional situations where people really have no free will they're emotionally manipulated into consumption of something that two years prior they were perfectly happy without um, look at our phones um, every year we're just trying to cram more uh, more content better graphics faster processors um, really look at the look at our computers and our phones the the whole reason that we need bigger processors and faster processors and more RAM and bigger batteries and better graphic screens and it's all because we're trying to force more distracting content and more 
nonsense just into our heads. I mean, if you look at uh, the main purpose of the internet, it's a communication tool. It's like a second generation telephone uh, where we can share information. It can be movies, it can be news, it can be social media, um, but basically it's an exchange of information. Um, how awesome do the graphics need to be on the phone, on a phone, the roughly five and a half inches across the screen? How good does that screen have to be? Are you going to watch a movie on that? I guess you can. Um, are you willing to pay a lot of money for that? I guess you are. Um, but generally the information that we're sharing on the internet hasn't changed in 15 years I mean we can just share more of it and we have to share more of it uh, the whole reason we can't use that old phone from years ago is because we have to force more information through it at a higher speed because people want more they want faster they always want to have the cutting edge we can't continue to make content at a reasonable data size and keep it set to that standard somebody always has to have better resolution somebody has to have more frames per second somebody has to have more processing capability and they need it to even load some of these websites that are so intensive that you need better hardware to even use it uh, you need better software to watch it uh, you need more it's always about pushing forward and it's not even about real content um, I can watch a movie in 480 resolution on a phone from 2009 and enjoy it pretty much as much as watching a movie on a phone from 2022. Uh, there's not a lot you can do different in terms of what a screen is able to show you. Um, I mean, games, on the other hand, processing ability, uh, that's going to require more it's force feeding information to you um, and people are willing to pay more money somebody's out there exploiting somebody's desire to have better graphics or a better screen uh, somebody's out there exploiting somebody's desire to have uh, the a little better speaker a little better camera um, how good of a camera do you need how often do you even look at the pictures on a big screen or print them out? You're just showing them to people on your phone. Oh, look at this picture I took. It's five inches big. How, how good does your camera need to be to take a five-inch picture? I mean, it, anyway, yeah. So there's an example. I mean, look at uh, sales in general. I mean, you're creating an emotional attachment to an idea or like you're exploiting somebody's fear of missing out or fear of death or fear of their health failing or uh, you're exploiting somebody's fear of not being in the social circle that has the best thing you're exploiting people to make money um food i mean you're subtracting more and more content from food adding more and more chemicals that we know are worse for us and people are willing to pay more for all these things and it's incredible to me at this point where it's actually become more expensive to have a meal 
that resembles what it looked like when it grew on the plant than it is to purchase something that is completely unidentifiable from its contents, not only in flavor, shape, color, but texture. I mean, it's chemically a completely different thing than what it grew as, or as, and that costs less somehow. I don't, I don't know why humanity does this. I mean, you have to ask yourself these questions. Like we live in a society that's so counterintuitive to existing and being happy. It's all fear-based and it's all just driving you to consume. I mean, why, why do we even bother teaching our kids to share or be compassionate? And why do we even bother saying the words when we live in a society where it doesn't value that? It rewards you for exploiting people. It rewards you for manipulating people to your advantage. It rewards you for taking advantage of an unseen niche. It rewards you for making people give you their livelihood in exchange for something meaningless because you've created some false sense of meaning in it. Look at money. Sure, it's backed by gold. Why does gold have value? It's a rock. It's a shiny little stone. We just decided it had value. Why does money have value? Just because we all agreed it does. It's paper. And we give it to each other as a way of keeping track of how much value they provide us. There's a lot of value that people provide that goes completely unpaid. Um, what about the creative people? The, creative, the, the people that make art that gives you something beautiful to look at. Or the problem solver that can fix things that were destroyed. Um, the, the woodworker that makes beautiful furniture that's last generations. Like... Those are some of the poorest people, and they make some of the things that they do, some of the things, their services they provide are some of the things that bring the most value into your existence. Like, on your deathbed, you're not going to think about all the dollars that you had, because it doesn't matter. What are you going to do with them? You're going to think about those beautiful sunsets, and those beautiful works of art, and your favorite songs, and those meaningful, deep conversations you had with people that made you feel something. Look at the amount of time we spend actually doing and enjoying those things that we actually value on death. And look at the amount of time and effort we spend on things just to have stuff, just to have a place to live, even just to buy groceries and get around. The amount of money that we spend on consumption is just incredible. And that's not even what's important. You think if something was important, we would spend the majority of our time on that important thing. 
You don't, though. If something's important, you ignore it and distract yourself with entertainment. Um, if something's important, you let it decay. If something's important, you never use it. You keep it locked up. Um, the most important things are just ruined by our culture. You don't enjoy any of them. I don't. I think I'm probably one of many that doesn't. Uh, think about the interpersonal relationships that you have. It doesn't teach you to value anybody. It teaches you to be superficial. Pander to whatever political beliefs the person has that you're talking to. That's what you do. You don't have a deep and meaningful conversation about what's happening in their life. Um, you don't talk about things that bring you joy or bring you sadness. You don't bond over shared difficulties. No, you talk about the weather. You talk about each other's kids. You talk about the new car. You talk about the new phone. You talk about some new business or some new restaurant. And you stay on the surface. You stay superficial and you just get along with people. You don't get to know them. You don't you don't have an intimate conversation where you bond with them. You just talk about shit. And that's what's encouraged. Who's mad about who's using what bathroom? Who's mad about climate change being real or fake? Who's mad about which president did what and who's doing what to a dollar and why does gas cost so much and why are groceries cost so much? Who can we blame for that? It's crazy. Everything's a series of competition, exploitation. We're no different than the animals in the jungle. I mean, everybody's just as willing to financially murder anybody else and suck the financial blood out of them as they are willing to help anybody. You don't see anybody really helping anybody. One of the most disgusting things I see is people that help for attention. They're their own brand. They, they want to put their name on something. Like Nothing disgusts me more than somebody who's volunteering and has to take a selfie of themselves volunteering and put it on social media so they can get the attention for volunteering. Look at what I can do. Look at how much garbage I cleaned up, everybody. Give me a big pat on the back. Look at how proud I am of the soup kitchen that I just volunteered at. Look at this. I walked this doggy. I rescued this animal. Look at me, everybody. That doesn't add any value to you. It makes you look cheap. If you're going to do something nice for somebody, just do something nice for somebody. Do something nice for something. Because it feels good to eliminate something suffering. Your actions should have something to do with how you feel. I think some people have a really low self-worth. Um... And I think there's a lot of band-aids we have as a society that help us cover it up. Um, we can watch sports and all bond over our sports team, no matter how bad a person we are. We could be a wife beater, or 
we could be a emotionally abusive parent or you could be somebody who just ripped off an old lady but we can all get together and we can all vote or root for a team that throws a ball around and spend millions of dollars on that to distract us from anything of content um, incredible religion hey I believe in this God hey me too hey it's exactly like sports <laughs> what team do you like best it's a game hey um are, we have this really close-knit community of people that do a lot of really good things and we're really nice and we all believe in this thing that happens after you die that nobody can prove or disprove um, you have to believe in that to be in this club and uh, so the whole reason we are good is because we're scared that if we're not we're gonna burn in hell that's a place where you go and burn after you die for eternity because you didn't follow the rules of this person that said do this but our entire society is founded on exploitation and taking advantage of people which directly contradicts exactly what this is but we're we're part of both somehow so enjoy that religion how can you be in a religion and still take part in capitalism um, most of the things that you own come from slavery and you're not far off from a slave yourself you're a product um, you're a slave to a screen you're a slave to a green piece of paper and all that just to survive like those things you spend money on that you think are a treat for yourself wouldn't it be interesting if you lived a life where you felt fulfilled enough in your life that you didn't need rewards just to participate in it what if you could live a life where it felt good to live your life and you didn't need an entertainment center to distract you from it or what if you didn't need sports to give you something to be passionate about that really doesn't mean anything your religion I'm sorry your religion doesn't mean anything if you need allegory and stories to be a good person if you need the threat of eternal damnation to keep you from doing bad things I don't think you'll ever know what it's like to actually be kind to somebody and just feel good that you were able to make somebody else's meaningless existence a little more palatable it should just feel good for you to interact with somebody and make their life better because they're stuck on this planet just like you are and they have needs and wants and they're having a hard time just like you are if it doesn't just make you feel good to not be a terrible person and you need religion to get you to be a good person and have a community of people that you like to be around that's sad I mean to me I can't think of a bigger cop-out to get people to be good here you will get them to be good by having a club where they can be around other people that make them feel good 
We'll get people to be good by threatening them. We'll get people to be good by offering them moral desserts. That's what I call heaven. Heaven is your moral dessert. If you have to, if you can't eat your vegetables without being bribed with an ice cream sundae at the end, that's what we're doing. That's what heaven is. It's your ice cream sundae. It's like, here, eat your vegetables and be good, and we'll give you this ice cream sundae. What if you were just good because it felt good to be good? I hate religion. It's just, it's just the worst. It really is. I mean, if you could take the philosophy out of religion, I could, I could get behind some of that. I mean, I could, I can listen to some of the stories. I can gain some higher insight from 2,000 year old, 3,000, 5,000 year old perspectives. I see value in that. I see zero value in imaginary friends. Sorry. Um, so, what do we do? How, how do you cope with existence? What do you do to deal with being alive? Um, do you enjoy getting up at 5.30 in the morning and it, immediately breaking a sweat just to keep yourself healthy? Um, and then driving your fossil fuel burning thing to a place where you do something that I would say 90% of us just don't like doing. It's miserable. And let's do that one thing more than anything else all week. We're just going to do that one thing over and over again that we really probably don't enjoy. And we may not even have good people around us while we do it. We may have crappy people doing that job with us. Just to have enough money to stay warm and have some food and have some shelter. That's miserable. What do you what what is, what is your personality trait that allows you to cope with that existence? It sucks. I think some of the best people I know are the people that can get together with me and say, "Yeah, it sucks. It sucks for us too. Let's all enjoy a little bit of time together in between all this sucking so hard and really appreciate it. Let's look at each other and say, well, "Yeah, you're having a hard time. Me too." Let's give ourselves a break. Let's give ourselves a little time to rest and relax and enjoy each other's company. Let's be kind to each other. <sighs> Those are the best people. Those, for me, existence is about... What gets me going every day is just not wanting to see people suffer. I get up and contribute so that I can provide for my kids. I get up and I contribute so that I can provide for myself. And that's the most important. Beyond that, I just want to make sure that there's no suffering. I think one of the worst things is when I see my kids demonstrating the character traits that I find to be the darkest in our society and they're manipulative and they criticize each other and they just pick at each other that psychological torture of constantly like somebody following you around telling you what you're doing is wrong telling you how you feel is wrong 
telling you that if you don't agree with them, it's wrong. When I see my kids do that, I get a righteous amount of rage. Because I know what that does to me. I think I'm pretty seriously traumatized by existing in a culture that's just so ugly and gives so little merit to things that are genuinely good and kind. Um, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time existing in it. There's so few things throughout the day that actually bring joy to a human. As sad as it sounds, is one of my favorite times is going to the bathroom. Isn't it sick that the relief of going to the bathroom and having a quiet moment is one of my highlights? Going to the bathroom is disgusting. You're making yourself dirty. It's, it shouldn't be the highlight of your day. But I honestly look forward to going to the bathroom just to have the, the solitude, the quiet peace, the relief. Like you, you physically feel a relief and it's one of the few little joys in the day. Like taking a shower, like actually just having warm water running on you for a minute and nobody criticizing you, nobody needing, nobody telling you that you're wrong, nobody demanding you that you bend to their schedules or meet their needs. Just those quiet little moments where you're just left alone. You have peace. Isn't it sad that those are my happy times? And I think there's a lot of people out there where that's just their happy time. That's all they've got. That time between when you get into bed and when you fall asleep. If you can have a clear head quietly by yourself and not ruminate over all the miserable things that you typically have to think about throughout the day, that's a nice time. Imagine having somebody that has to sit there and keep you from sleeping, keep you from resting. There's people out there that have relationships with people that all they do is criticize them. All they do is cut them down. All they do is manipulate them into doing what they want. Um, those people are... Those people deserve better. I guess... I don't know how to live in this world. I shouldn't be one to give advice to anybody. And I'm getting really tired. I don't know what else to really say. But... I think if I was going to sum up everything I was trying to get to tonight was try throughout the day to put a little bit more value on the things that are going to mean the most to you right before you die. And it's not going to be money. It's not going to be the job that you have. It's not going to be the house that you lived in. It's not going to be this cool car that you had. It's going to be your personal relationships with people and the way you treat people, and what you give to them, the value that you add to their lives. I know that there are people in my life that have added suffering, a long, drawn-out stretch of just emotional suffering. And then there's people in my life 
there's not many, but there's a few that I care about because they demonstrate to me that they care about me. They demonstrate to me that my feelings are just as important as theirs. And they listen to me. And those are the people that keep me alive. Them and my kids. My kids don't really care about my feelings. They try. They're starting to a little bit. But mostly they're still little me, 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 me's. And that's tough. But I love them. They'll get there. I just got to keep being a good example. <sighs> so, be nice to everybody. Stop trying to take advantage of people. Stop trying to get stuff for yourself. Try, stop trying to get attention. You're just covering up for a black hole in yourself. You gotta stop blaming people for that black hole. I mean, you can't, you can't be mad at somebody because of the way that things turned out just because they showed up in front of you. It just stinks. There's injustice in the world. And there's some people that deserve some righteous rage pointed in their direction. Because they've hurt people. But generally, in the day-to-day, -day, when you're dealing with people, sometimes it's just careless. Sometimes people are just stupid. But they deserve some compassion. You can't let your opinion be the end-all, be-all. You're not the most important thing. Everybody else is just as important as you are. There's a lot of people out there. A lot of examples. Just, I think it's important to put more value on things that really matter. I guess if video games and sports and religion and politics all matter to you, and that's the most important thing. You're going to have a lot of anger. You're going to have a lot of resentment. You're going to consume a lot to try to fill a hole that really needs to be filled inside yourself. I mean, if you can't see that making somebody suffer is cruel, then... If you feel that your feelings are more important than somebody else's, if you feel that it's okay for you to take advantage of somebody if they're stupid enough to let you, go fuck off. You can go kill yourself. I don't care. The way we treat each other, the way we talk to each other, the care that we give each other, that's important. And... When you take advantage of people and you use people's weaknesses against them and use their insecurities against them and you can just sit back and watch them suffer and actually get angry at them because they made your day worse. That's ugly. Try to change that. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Sorry the Dana show wasn't very entertaining today. 
Sometimes it's a downer. Sometimes I'm a bit of a downer. I hope you still like me. <laughs> Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.